Luke Walton Talks Lakers is presented by Big Baller Brand. LeVar spoke Lonzo to the Lakers into existence, and now we're speaking this sponsorship into existence. Big Baller Brand, stay in your lane. Big Baller Brands is not affiliated with Luke Walton Talks Lakers, nor is Luke Theodore Walton, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, to be conflated with Luke Francis Walton, co-host of the show and member of the band Fond. Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us, as always, from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's good, John? Uh, I don't know. A lot of things, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for you. <laughs> yeah, you weren't. It's every time I ask the same question. I know, I know. <laughs> Thank you to all of our followers. Please check out our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, the new Google Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and please throw us a five-star on iTunes. And uh, check us out on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. You know, I can usually like come up with something on the fly in those scenarios, and I, I don't... I'm getting, I'm getting over a cold. I think I just, yeah, my brain's just bogged down. In the fog. Um, all right, drip o swag. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're going back to in or out. Um, so, Luke, this in or out is going to be reflective of the fact that we're basically a quarter into the season. We're actually yeah. like a little, a little more than a quarter, but close enough. And uh, so these are going to be in or outs based on like a quarter in perspective. Cool? In. Nice. Okay. Uh, so Luke, in or out? LeBron James is still a Laker. In. In. I mean, this one's easy. I'm still but, glad. <laughs> hey, but you know, it took until November for him to really show up. Yeah, I know that is fair. So I think if if like if I had put this, you know, at a, at the start of November, obviously I would still be in on him being a Laker. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm like really in now. <laughs> and then I would have been like, I'm in, but I. Still kind of want to see him be the best player in basketball. Yes. So. Yes. Especially now that when he's not on the floor, bad things happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These we're, last few we're not, games. We're not very good when he's <laughs> not on the floor. Uh, turns out Rajon Rondo is an important part of our team. Go figure. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> um, all right. Next up, Luke, in or out uh, on our 13 and 9 record, 22 games in? I'm in. I'm impressed. With the number of uh, back-to-backs that we've had, we've had some solid competition as well as some not-so-solid competition, but uh, that first stretch was really brutal. Uh, We've already weathered the major storms of, is LeBron taking over the team? Is Luke going (laughs) to get fired? Is like... (laughs) Are they going to trade everyone? Like we've already kind of hit most of the things that we were we were worried about for the entire season. Yeah, we've, we've had suspensions. We've had a yeah. we've had a, a broken, broken hand. hand. Josh yeah. Hart has an ankle injury, and we're thirteen and nine. Yeah. Did you see something about like we won ten games in November, and it's the first time since like I think it was twenty twelve twenty twelve season that we've won yeah. ten games in a month. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't think you can not be in on on the result so far. Absolutely, especially given the way that the West looks. I mean, it's so tight. Everybody is within a few games. So we are well within striking distance, not just for playoff contention, but like legitimately a top seed. Yes. Now that also swings the other way, which is we're within like not making the playoff contention if we, you know, (laughs) drop a game or two to a team we should beat. But glass half full. Yeah. How about (laughs) just like get a smaller glass? Yeah, smaller glass would be nice. Right, you just have too big of a glass. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Luke, one quarter into the season, uh, in or out on Luke Walton? <laughs> Luke Walton, am, in or out on Luke Walton? I am in on Luke Walton. I, I've been trying to figure out, though, why he has so many coaches. What do all of those people do? Like, there are so many assistants, and those coaches' huddles are like, man, does Luke even know what he's doing? I don't know. I, I've definitely, I've definitely noticed the abundance of coaches. Um, I wonder if it's just kind of like a, like, like a, like they don't actually do anything, but it's just like there's buddies and they needed work. So he's like, eh, put mm-hmm. on a suit, 
I'll give you, I'll <laughs> yeah. give you a whiteboard. You can draw some shit up if you feel like it. You know, I have, I have heard that a lot of them are assigned to a player for like player development. That is definitely a thing. They'll they'll have some like more specific player development coaches. But. I'm in. I'm in. I, the, the When we're really going to know is in a playoff series. During the regular season, it's a little tough. Player development is obviously up and down, but that's to be expected. What I'm most nervous about is seeing him have to, to play the chess move like like on a, throughout a seven-game series against a mm. team that might be you know relatively the same amount of talent um, and see if his experience is strong enough to uh, you know match up strategically. Yeah, so I'm going to hit you with a question that is not in the script, so I'm, yeah. I'm getting your, your live answer here at the moment. Uh, there was a quote from, I believe, Mitch Kupchak back in the day that, mm-hmm. that you were a fan of, which is that mm-hmm. there are two types of coaches. Yeah. There are coaches who get you to the playoffs, and then there yeah. are coaches who win championships. I we remember are, this. We are currently a team trying to get back to the playoffs. Do you think that that holds with, with Coach Luke? I mean, there are coaches who have done both, obviously. Right, who have mm-hmm. both took it, taken a team to the playoffs and won the championship? Yeah, uh, but do you do you think that that holds here? Well, it's it's a little tricky too because we're saying we want to be like Golden State, and Golden they fired State Mark fired Mark Jackson's ass, <laughs> but he got them there. Yeah, but he was the wrong guy to take them across the finish line. Uh, that's going to be exposed, I think, in one of those situations where it's if he he doesn't tighten up the rotations properly, if he doesn't coach the players in such a way that they're able to read kind of what the opposing team's offense is doing night in, okay. night out. Like magic. Right, so remains to be things. seen, basically. Remains we need, to we, be seen. We'll need to see him in a playoff situation first. Right. Exactly. Okay. But like think about uh Showtime. You know, that wasn't like calling a, a seasoned coach or something like that. Um and that worked out pretty well too. So that's the other blueprint. So definitely. Uh yeah, I'm in on Coach Luke still. I think people need to calm down. I think he's actually done yeah. a pretty amazing job. And I think that his personality is a really mm-hmm. undervalued asset mm-hmm. in this like crazy media market where he can just say like, calm down, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like everything's fine. Yeah. No, LeBron is not ignoring me on the sidelines. Like mm-hmm. just chill. Mm-hmm. He drinks some kombucha and like <laughs> relax, right? <laughs> um, okay. In or out. Uh, after one quarter, uh, the Lakers should trade some part of their young core this season. Mm, I don't think so. I, and I'm assuming that that means the core, the four-person core. Yes, yes. Not like the rookies. No, they're not part of the young core. Yeah. They're not core. They're like young periphery. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> young strata. <laughs> I'm excited that Svi is getting some time in the uh, G League, though, because I think it's going to increase his confidence. He hit seven threes I in his debut. Oh, that's crushing game. it after like yeah. having a pretty bad game for us against Denver. But I think it's meant it's all mental, you know. It's well, and like, G League players are much worse than, of course, that too. <laughs> NBA that starters, too. but but like he he's gotten a few open looks, not many, a few open looks, and it just doesn't seem like he's loose enough. Yeah, yeah. That's so hopefully, true. like this, the G League worked wonders for Josh Hart. It's true. Like, it's true. Maybe he needed maybe, some time down there. Maybe Svitas needs to drink some kombucha and chill out. And hang with Andre Ingram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The man. And uh, Bonga. <laughs> I forgot about Bonga. Uh, he's also tearing it up in the G League. Um, oh, that's good to hear. I'm uh, I'm also out on this. At this point, I don't think there's yeah. any reason to trade to trade the young any piece of the young core yet. Mm-hmm. And their their value is going to go higher. That's that's a big part of it too. Yep. Uh, let's see. Well, and plus. I think the other piece of this is like in a trade, you take something back on. Right. And exactly. if we're trading those guys, we need something that is really valuable. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know if there's anything out there right now that's worth it. That's worth clogging up the cap, cap space and losing a young guy. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm out. And, and as it stands, since we're uh, above the cap, we can't uh, do a trade where we don't get back 15% plus minus of the salary. Right. Uh, at the end of the year, when everybody else's contract comes off the books, we could trade anybody and take back anybody. That's yep. when an Anthony Davis move would happen. Yep, totally. So. Um, okay, uh, similar question, a quarter in. Uh, the Lakers should trade some part of the old core this season. That's tricky. Old core, uh, I mean, old core ob- meaning ob- meme team. Meme team. Plus uh, like KCP. Beasley, obviously we can trade Beasley. 
Like, if anybody's willing to give us anything for Beasley, I mean, he's not playing significant time. Yeah, but like, what are we going to get for Bees? Second round pick, maybe. Okay, okay, okay. I'd take it. Yeah, yeah. Some some non-salary asset. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then in terms of like KCP, he, he apparently has some trade value. There are teams like the 76ers that could use a guy like him. And now that he's, uh, going more towards his mean, um, could be attractive. But again, it depends what, what exactly will we get back now that we have Tyson Chandler? Like we don't have this glaring, like we need a center trade anybody to get the center. Um, so as it stands, I don't, I don't really see it. What about you? Do you do you see a trade in our future? No, not in season. I'm out on this yeah. as well. Because I think, yeah. again, cap flexibility is key here. And we've got a bunch of guys on expiring contracts in- intentionally, right? We signed them all the one years. Yes. And I think, you know, certainly you play to win a championship every year. But the expectation is not that we win a championship this year. And so I don't think that there should be uh, any type of situation like we would see in Cleveland where they'd be like, Okay. This team can't win a title, so we need to, like, do everything we can to get back in title contention this season, right? Like, this team will yeah. make the playoffs as currently mm-hmm. constructed. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's that's what we should be optimizing for is a team that will make the playoffs, and then yes. we can see what we have. Yes. So, I, yeah, I don't I don't want us to do anything stupid to mess up our our situation for the off season. Right. And the only drastic changes that would make a ton of sense would be guys that we would just sign out right anyway. Yes. So like why why trade for somebody like a I mean Clay is a stupid example, but like a Jimmy Butler or something like that before he got traded. Right. When you can just wait and get him for nothing, like get him without having to lose any of the other assets. So Yeah, and I want to say I've started hearing some commentary on that type of thought process. Yeah. It's like, well, how'd that work out for Paul George for you? And you know what I have to say back to that? How'd it work out for LeBron James for us? Yeah. Really fucking well. That's how. Yeah. Did you hear and the first question I asked during in or out? Yeah. Turned out real well. Really well. <laughs> right? We don't need to bat a thousand. And to that point, how'd it turn out for OKC? Right. Not, <laughs> not very well. Oh, <laughs> uh, So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I would rather have four young prospects on really attractive contracts than Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I mean, because then you can always get somebody like them. Yeah. There's always like, and oh, in or out, uh, we should position ourselves uh, to take um, a little love from Michael Jordan's team next year. Kemba Walker? Yeah. I mean... I, I wouldn't mind Kemba Walker. He's a little short. He's a little little small. He's been playing out of his mind, though, this year. I know he has. I know he has, but, like, he's 6'1". Right yeah. now, our point guard is 6'6". Six, 6'6", six. Six, six, yeah. Kemba's, Kemba's... I mean, listen, listen. Uh, Manessis knows this. My favorite college basketball moment, moment of all time mm-hmm. uh, was when he crossed a dude over in the Big East tournament to hit a game winner, to, like, win the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then went on to do the same thing to win the national championship for UConn that year. <laughs> so I'm I'm all about Kemba, and I have been for a mm-hmm. while. I I picked UConn to win that year, like. But again, like it's is that the thing we need? Like, is that what we're missing? Is our team plus Kemba yeah. and whatever we could trade Lonzo and someone else for yeah. title contender? Do you think that if we had Kemba, we wouldn't keep Lonzo? I don't. Well, I mean, why would we? Like, like combo guard. Mm, maybe, but I don't think that that's using him correctly. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. We need somebody that can ideally not have to be as ball dominant. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why. Like, of course, we'd love Kawhi or Durant, but that's why mm-hmm. I think people talk about Clay as being such a perfect fit. Yeah. Right. Or um, Chris Middleton or someone mm-hmm. like that. Right. As being like a better fit because these are guys that that don't don't need to operate with the ball. Yes. Of course, we'd but, love like I'd love a ball dominant Durant on the team. Hell yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. But understanding that, that those are going to be difficult uh, or, or less likely, you know. Yeah. Um, did you hear about Kawhi's uh, shoe contract? No. He signed a new a new sneaker deal. Okay. 
uh, with a real hot brand in the industry. Oh, no. Do you want to take a guess? Big baller brand? No. This is, <laughs> I this would have is, heard about this that. This is the most Kawhi <laughs> thing ever. Kawhi's new sneaker partner yeah. is New Balance. No way. Yes. No way. Yeah. He signed a deal with New Balance. Now, look, I have a pretty sweet pair of New Balance right now that I really like, so I'm not hating on New Balance. But everyone just imagines like the dad New Balance. The right? dad New Balance. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Kawhi's signature dad shoe. <laughs> Amazing. It's perfect for him. Oh, it's so good. It was, it was a match made in heaven. He can hold two shoes in one hand. A boring basketball player with nothing to say joins forces with a boring shoe brand with nothing to say. Hey, Introducing hey. Kawhi, Kawhi hey. shoe. Hey. <laughs> right? like, that's the whole pitch. It's just that laugh. Uh, the, yeah, the shoe yeah. is the... Ha, 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 All right, last one. In or yeah. out, there is... There is a player on the team other than LeBron James who deserves to be an all-star this season. Not yet. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out too. I don't think anyone has stepped up to that level yet, which is disappointing. It could happen, but I think it'll happen after the all-star game. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I also you know? think that like most voters kind of make their votes based on like early season yeah. trends and uh, narratives. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool. So, Luke, let's... Uh, you know, we're going to kind of do a little bit of a, a quarter in review. Uh, but first, before we get into everything that's happened in the first quarter of the season, just let's touch on a little bit of what happened since the last pod. So since last time we talked, we're three and two uh, with some great wins over Utah, Indiana and Dallas. Uh, but some equally miserable losses against Orlando again uh, and like a real forgettable one in Denver. Yeah. Um, any just like anything immediately jump out to you about about those games other than LeBron apparently intentionally charging Luka Doncic? That was hilarious. <laughs> that was straight up hilarious. Um, yeah, so we got swept season sweep uh, by Orlando. Uh, that's super embarrassing, but I'm glad we don't have to play them again because for some reason the team just like devolves into college basketball mode. Like they lack all ability to run an offense. Can I just say I actually think Orlando is better yeah, than their I, record. Like they I, I'd agree. they pushed Golden State, yeah, to to overtime. I think and they beat uh, beat the Celtics pretty good. Yeah, recently. So, so I yeah. I think that they are kind of classic like team is better than their record team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's embarrassing to lose to them twice in this fashion. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's not like we lost to the I don't know who's a really bad team in the East. Oh, the Cavs. There you go. Yeah. It's not like we lost the Cavs. We, al- we almost lost the Cavs. Almost did. But we didn't. But we didn't. So I can still say that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, some, but definitely lots of uh, things to be excited about. Um, since acquiring Tyson Chandler, uh, the team is miraculously quite good at defense. Yeah. I, said, I saw something about like, for the month of November, they were like third yeah. in defensive rating. Yeah. What? Just imagine if we start being able to shoot the damn ball. Yeah. Gosh. I texted you the night like, hey, are you watching this game? We're currently shooting 9% from three at halftime. And we won. And we won. We won. Well, we, were, we ended up shooting like closer to 30 yeah. by, the, by the end. But it still wasn't a very good offensive night. No. But the, the defense put the clamps on. Yeah. And, and we're also like, we're winning games where we're shooting like less than 60% from the free throw line. Yeah. Which is bizarre. I know. How did that carry over from last year? It's really affected LeBron, too. Something in the Staples Center air. I don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe we need to stop handing out those like plastic clackers that people have behind the hoop or something. Exactly. Um, exactly. Maybe it's the pinstripes on the jerseys making them a little nauseous. Ah, they make me nauseous. Um, <laughs> can we shout out Brandon Ingram for shutting down Luca? Yeah, that was beautiful. Like the whole internet and NBA Twitter is just like lighting up over Luka Doncic, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. He's yeah. really, really good. Uh-huh. Ingram locked him down. I think he yep. like made two shots the whole game. Yeah, it, Ingram's ability to recover—he has such good length that it makes up for a little bit. Like an, another player can be a lot quicker than he is, and he yeah. can still recover just yeah. because he's so long. His lateral quickness is getting better too before our eyes. 
Um, so yeah, and and uh, let's talk about Lonzo too. Lonzo's been playing incredibly defensively. Yeah, some yeah, shaky he, offensive games, but well, he's been like he's been jumping passing lanes and like yep. reading screens perfectly. Yes, and I think he and Javale uh, and he and mm-hmm. Tyson ha- are kind of in sync. Yes, where they're they're understanding like what is happening on these screens and they're shifting really nicely. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're. They're trying to really force people to go to their non-dominant hands on screens. So they're uh, fronting these screens and, and forcing them or icing them and forcing them going baseline if it's their non-dominant hand. And it's it's paying off, against, especially against younger players. Um, yeah. And, uh, it also, and, and the, the vets talk. The vets talk a lot. I know. It's, it's such a weird thing that, like, whenever you hear someone talk about Kevin Garnett, like, the first thing they say is, like, Oh, great talker on defense. He really talked on defense. And it sounds like it shouldn't be a big thing. Yeah. And it seems dumb that what like separates great defenders from good defenders is that they just speak while defending. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. Um, I've noticed in Lakers Film Room has been pointing out that mm-hmm. they have shifted how they're having Kuzma uh, play screens. Uh-huh, interesting. Um, they used to typically... Um, have him switch and stick with the screener, uh-huh. and then so which in a lot of cases was was the bigger guy, mm-hmm. and or excuse me, not switch, but they used to have him uh, stick with like the screener, and then okay. like follow him as he rolled. Mm-hmm. They've they've no longer done that. They'll have him switch on the ball handler, which keeps him out on the perimeter. Yeah, and he's been playing way better defense because he is much better now out on the perimeter than he That's is true. defending down low. Absolutely, he's he's a guard. Yeah. He's a guard in a power forward's body. And those kinds of changes are why I'm still in on Luke Walton. Yeah, that's a good point. Because a month into the season, he figured out like, oh no, Kuz is actually really bad at this, but he's good at this. Mm-hmm. Let's change our, our system a little bit mm-hmm. to get him in a position where he can succeed. And it's also weird too, because we're starting to see the identity of our defense and we kind of need a drop center for these guys. Yeah. Brandon Ingram probably is the only one that, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo and Hart are all really good at kind of like the switch. Yeah, those styles. Those, yeah, there are the guys who can actually switch with us. But it's it's tough because everyone a lot else of needs our... to kind of stay true, and then yeah, yeah, exactly. And I've actually been impressed by LeBron's defense these past ten games or so. He can I still defend been. when he wants to. He can to. still defend. He just doesn't can... want to most of the time. And uh, and just imagine when the offense starts clicking a little more, and he he can take some more plays off on offense. Yeah, he's. He just is so physically dominant that uh, he's he's poking balls. He's doing the things. He's not he's not one that's going to chase down a block right now. He'll probably save that for the playoffs. Yeah. But uh, uh, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo both did that in the last game. Yeah, chase down blocks. Uh, one on like two, uh, going down. Yeah, a fast break. You can see it in his body language when he all of a sudden is like, "All right, all right, all right, all right. Like this isn't happening anymore. I'm going to go defend." Yeah. Right. Like something changes. He gets a little pep in his step. Uh huh. Um, I do think that this streak, it's been a little frustrating to watch as a fan, I think, because we've mm-hmm. been playing kind of. I think when you think about how a team plays, the average fan thinks about the offensive end. Mm-hmm. And it seems like we've not been playing very well because our offense is, has not been as uh, effective without, honestly, since Rondo left, which is kind of weird to think about. Yeah. Um, but what I think it's been really good for is proving to the team that no, in fact, like, you can be a team that wins with defense. Yes. Because I think we learned that last year and kind of forgot that. Mm-hmm. And I think this last little run of like five to seven games has been a nice reminder that hey, on, on nights when you're only shooting 50% from the free throw line and shooting 9% on threes and a half, you can still win that game if, if you do what you need to do on the other end of the floor. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's been cool. And when they play both sides of the floor, they have the potential to be one of the greatest Laker teams in history. Which, whoa, that's that's you a went big there. that's a big statement. But I'm only saying that because we had a franchise best quarter. That's true. So and in that watching that quarter, it was like holy crap, these guys could be so good. Right, it's like this this is what this team could be. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's way higher a way higher ceiling than I ever imagined for this squad. And uh, I'm not I'm not saying like oh they beat Kobe Shaq or whatever like that's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to say that like they have the potential to really blow teams out. Yes. And pretty consistently. Yes. Uh, with the exception of the elites. So do you do you think that we're starting to see a more consistent aggression out of Ingram? 
a more consistent level of like aggressiveness out of him. Yeah. Because I'm starting to feel it. I think so. I'm starting to see him disappear less when yeah. he's on the court. Yeah. And he's, he's learning how to play off of LeBron. I saw a stat and I was talking about uh, the step back that Dwayne Wade took during his first 25 games mm. with LeBron when he joined the Heat. And it was substantial. It was even more so stat-wise, percentage-wise, points, rebounds, three-point percentage. It was a bigger statistical like step back than Ingram had in these first 25 games. Mm. And so basically the, the premise is saying <clears throat> any ball-dominant guy that's either clearly all-star, Hall of Fame level is Dwayne Wade or like budding all-star in Ingram, it takes time to adjust to such a ball-dominant forward being alongside you. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was reading a lot about, and I'm, I've started to notice it, mm-hmm. how he is, I think one place where he's starting to figure this out is he will, uh, in transition, like run, run to a corner, and then they'll run a screen for him under, like along the baseline, Yeah, and he'll curl to the opposite elbow, and they'll hit him. They'll they'll hit him at the pass there. Yeah. Uh, and he has been a lot more efficient coming out of there because typically yes. when that happens, they get him matched up on a better defensive matchup for him, where his mm-hmm. size is just you just shoot right over him. Yes, he can totally face up and shoot right over him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been a lot more efficient operating out of that spot. Yeah. And he has uh, operating like off the dribble from the perimeter. Absolutely. He really struggles to get past that first line of defense. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I think, why we end up seeing him take those like just inside the three long twos. Yes. But totally. by, by running this little set for him where he gets it like kind of at the at the at like the, you know, corner of the of the key, mm-hmm. um, he kind of gets past that initial first wave that he struggles to penetrate. Yeah. And then he's able to either post up and mm-hmm. and work out of the post or he can pass out of that position really effectively, too, because yes. he can sometimes draw a double if he starts driving. Yes. So I think that's something that I want to keep an eye out and look for, um, hopefully, them to continue to do. Totally. And I agree. I think that that's a really natural place for him. Um, and he's been growing as a mid-range shooter because, um, yeah, you can just shoot over guys. And that that high post, that elbow kind of, yep. you know, 12-foot, 15-foot jumper, um, if he's if he's just lights out from there, that's that spaces out the whole thing because, yeah, he's a threat to drive from that spot as well. Yep. So if they have to stay true to him, that, that could be an easy lob. That could be an easy drive and kick situation. So a lot of good there. And uh, again, back to coaching, like that's a good thing that they identified and like, okay. Yes. Cause that was not happening. Role. He, that was not really a set they ran for him last year. No. Uh, and it wasn't something we, we saw in October. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's uh, enough of the last couple games. Let's uh, let's take a, a, a look at the whole quarter. Let's do a little, uh, a quarter review bonanza. What do you say? Let's do it. Cool. So before the start of the season, we made a whole lot of predictions. Yeah, we did. And while many of these predictions may turn out to be wrong at the end of the season, uh, a quarter of the way in, a few of them actually look pretty good. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to pat ourselves on the back while we had a chance to do that. So I went through and I pulled out a few um, that I think are interesting where one of us is either really close or where you and I were really like in disagreement and, and yeah. one of us is... is way more in line than the other uh so i'm gonna read through these and just like let yeah. me know if you have any if you want to defend yourself if you were the yeah. one who was who was wrong or i will if yeah. i was um let me know if you have anything to say so currently like we've said we're 13 and 9 through 22 games mm-hmm. uh if you do the math this puts us on pace for 48 wins this season just really quick mm-hmm. do you think that that will be enough to make the playoffs this year yes okay i, I think agree because i think because teams are beating each other yeah, so Alex uh, gave me an interesting stat, which is that uh, the Warriors, the year after the We Believe Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, missed the playoffs, winning 48 games. Mm. And uh, that is the, they, that, they tied the record for most games won to miss the playoffs. Really? So 48 is the, is the record for most to win and not make the playoffs. Interesting. But yeah, I, I agree. I think, that, I think that 48 will get you like probably the, the six or seven yeah. seed. Because, like, last year, the Warriors and the Rockets were just gobbling everything up. Yeah, and the no Spurs, one's really, too. No the one's Spurs, really doing that yet. No, like, and, like, like teams that normally take too much of a win share from the West, like the Spurs, yeah. I think are a great example, um, aren't, aren't doing that They're this not year. collecting them this year like they were. No, no. Yeah. And I, the, the Clippers run, that's not going to last in the way that it is right now. <laughs> that's not going to last. 
I'm, I'm with you. They got all um, these contract year players that are playing better than they're supposed to. Oh, they're a classic, like, you know, no one wanted you guys, Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. Like, let's prove everybody wrong. Perfect we're in, for we're Doc in contract Rivers. years. Perfect for Doc Rivers. Yeah. Um, okay, so on pace for 48. Uh, at the yeah. start of the season, Luke, you predicted that we win 54 games. I predicted that we win 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, so currently, I'm, again, not not totally in line, but a little closer than you were. No, I think that's fair. I, I, I stand by my 54. I'm, I think that this team's going to have near linear growth in terms of win percentage, it, accounting for uh, difficulty of schedule. Uh, you know, so the funny thing is, is actually, I think that I'm in the lead now in terms of being right on this one, but I, I, I actually wish I had made your prediction. Really? Yeah. Because I'm with you. I think that we're seeing this team struggle through things and be on mm-hmm. pace to win 48 games. Mm-hmm. And barring a massive like injury somewhere yeah, in the middle of the season, of I, I think you're right. I think we're going to see like a, a nice little win streak that'll bump us, that'll kind of step us up. Sweet. And then we'll, even if we win a linear like fashion of games from then on, I think we'll still mm-hmm. be over. Um, okay. Uh, we are currently tied for sixth in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, you predicted we would be third. I predicted that we'd be fifth. So again, a little closer. Yeah. I think this is kind of the same as the last one though, right? Right. Where mm-hmm. I think... A quarter of the way in, it looks like I'm closer to being right, but I, mm-hmm. I actually think long term, you might have made the better prediction here. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. Man, are you still that, are you still in on third, or would you think would I you am. adjust I, that down? No, I think I'm still in on third, okay. which sounds kind of crazy, but I, I'm I'm also glad that our prediction about the rocket sucking was <laughs> right in line. Hey, you don't need to give me credit for that. You can <laughs> you can totally take credit for that. You've been on this beat for a long time. Mike D'Antoni is not a good coach. You've been working that corner for a long time. Coach we'll, of the we'll year. Let, we'll give you full credit there. Um, all right, next one. Uh, LeBron currently leads the team in points, rebounds, and assists, like we said last episode. Yeah. Uh, we, we asked who would lead the team in points. Um, I said Brandon Ingram. You said mm-hmm. LeBron James. I'm very wrong just, about this one. I know, but you just couldn't. You can't say LeBron for every category. That's what uh, we... <laughs> I know. I think I was being optimistic and hoping that like Brandon could carry some of the load. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, uh, you, got, you got this one. Uh, but the opposite mm-hmm. here, uh, for assists, uh, I said LeBron would lead the team in assists. You said uh, Lonzo Ball would I lead the team Lonzo. in assists. I said Lonzo. I did. So I got you I was, on this one. I was picturing a different offense. Uh, lo and behold, it's the same it's, offense. It's Point Braun. <laughs> it's Point Braun. I would love for you to be right about this one at the end of maybe, the season. Maybe but, at the end of the season. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Most likely not. I think you got this one. Um, all right. Another prediction. Uh, for most improved, I think mm-hmm. I'm right so far, but again, I hope you turn out to be right. Yeah. Uh, which is who is the most improved player? You said Brandon Ingram. I said Josh Hart. I think it's pretty, like, I don't think it's arguable that it's Josh Hart. It's Josh Hart. Yeah. And uh, anybody that talks about these last few games, he's had an ankle injury. He's been playing yes. through it. He looks a lot better the last two nights. Yes. So. Yes, totally. Um, okay, this one, I'm actually really impressed with you on this one. <laughs> uh <clears throat> What five-man rotation will have the most minutes at the end of the season? This one's not even close. The lineup with the most minutes has, like, more than twice as many minutes as the next lineup. Uh, I said it would be Zoe, KCP, Brandon Ingram, LeBron, and McGee, which is dead wrong. Uh, you said it, and it's right. Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, LeBron, JaVale McGee. Coach Luke Walton current connection. starting lineup. You nailed that, that one. That coach connection. Um. This is just a funny one. Um, <laughs> we predicted KCP's minutes. This is the only one. We actually, our, our minutes predictions were so close that it's not interesting to talk about which one of us is closer than yeah, the other because right, it's right. like, oh, I was 30 seconds closer than you. <laughs> this one's pretty disparate. So for KCP, you said he'd play 20 minutes a game. I said he'd play 30. Uh, and he's playing 20.9. So yeah. that was one where we diverged, like, uh-huh. you know, pretty decently. Yeah, uh, it's because of the starting 50%. lineup. So it was our uh, starting lineup predictions. Yeah, was... yeah, exactly. So you you called it on that one, and then I also just want to point out <laughs> that we didn't ask what Lance's minutes would be, but you uh, you offered them up generously. <laughs> uh, you said that he would play fifteen, and you're spot on. He's like fifteen yeah. fifteen point two or something like that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, and then there's one that I, that I, there's a prediction that I made uh, where we have a very small sample size. <laughs> this is good. I didn't. <laughs> but I want to take some credit for this. You should. 
which is I said that the Lakers will be undefeated in games when Brandon Ingram gets to the free throw line 10 times. And so far, we're one of one. <laughs> Props. He's done it one time. We won that game. He was getting to the line so much in the preseason that I, yeah. I was like, he's gonna, he's, it's not going to be a problem. But I think it's mm-hmm. because you have so many more fouls in the preseason. Oh, yeah. The teams are just fouling him like crazy. That's a really good point. So I think that kind of blew the bias, bias data set. He got to the line eight times the other night um, mm-hmm. against Dallas. And mm. there were like two minutes left, and we were up mm. by like seven. And I was like, come on. Come on. Come on. This could be number two. Um, so anyways, I, I got that one. Um, all right. Any other, anything else you want to say about the quarter so far? Um, I want to, I want to talk about who you think, uh, given what we've seen, the playoff picture actually will be the end of the season. Okay. Okay. Let me pull up the standings really quick. Um, cause I think that there are some interesting, uh, teams that were like uniformly like agreed upon as being playoff teams that are Mm -hmm. maybe not going to be playoff teams. Yeah. You mean just from the West, right? Right. We're just talking West. Okay. Okay. So currently, uh, here's the here's the standings: Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, Warriors, Grizzlies, Lakers, Trailblazers, Mavericks, Rockets, Kings, Timberwolves, Jazz, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns. Uh, every team except the Suns has won at least ten games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns are four and eighteen, and the next worst record is ten and twelve, which is the Spurs. So that's that's kind of the range. Clippers are fifteen and six. Spurs are 10 and 12. Things are super close. Like the, the, the Spurs are in 14th place and they are only five and a half games back. Yep. And the team in eighth, which is the Mavericks, uh, and actually they're tied for eighth with the Rockets and Kings. They're all 500. Uh, they're, they're four and a half games back. So it's really tight. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's go, let's go through these. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think the Clippers will be a playoff team. Yeah, me too. I think the Nuggets will be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I think the Thunder will be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I think the Warriors will be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think the Grizzlies will be a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, I think the Lakers will be a playoff team. <laughs> I like. I don't know what to say here, man. Like, it's, I know it's. Uh, I'm with you up to there. Uh, yeah, and then I think from there, like, uh-huh. I would probably guess that the Trailblazers will be a playoff team. Yeah. yeah. Um. But Probably. like, I I do think that the like that's where it starts to break down. Like I think, Trailblazers, Mavericks, Rockets. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, think the Mavericks are going to make the playoffs. I don't think the Mavericks are either. But like, I could see them sneaking in if things stay tight. Yeah. It's I, like it's just so hard for me to rule out the Spurs, Pelicans. I know. I know. And Rockets. I think those are yep. the. Those are the teams that I think it'll end up coming down to. I don't think the Timberwolves will end up being in it. I don't think the mm-hmm. Kings will end up being in it. I don't think the Mavericks will end up being in it. And I actually Jazz. don't think the Jazz will either. I think yeah. that there's something wrong with the Jazz. Yeah, something something weird happened. So I, I think that there's two spots available. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to come down to, uh, let's see how many teams. Blazers, Rockets, Pelicans, Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Four teams. I think it'll be four teams for... For the last two spots, I I would have to go with Rockets and Spurs. Okay, you think the Pelicans just don't have a shot? I think they definitely have a shot, even though they but, are only a half game back of the Rockets. I think that just by virtue of scoring ability for the Rockets, like the talent, mm-hmm. is hard for me to say they're not going to make a final push okay. and get there when teams are tanking and whatever. Um, it's really hard for me to bet against the Pelicans given Anthony Davis being one of the best players in the world. Uh, but at the same time, I still think that Pop is not going to want to go out on his last year without even a playoff run. Yeah. So I just think the better coaching over the course of a long season with guys getting hurt and stuff like that, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to bet against the Rockets and the Spurs, especially when I thought they were both locks for the playoffs in the beginning right, of the year. Right, right. We, we thought the Rockets were like easily going to be the number two seed. Like it's harder, it's harder for me to say that the Rockets aren't going to make it than it is to say the Trailblazers aren't going to make it. Okay, how about this? Of the current top five teams, mm-hmm. Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, Warriors, Grizzlies. Yeah. Who do you think is most likely to miss the playoffs? 
not Grizzlies. not because of injury or something like that, right? But just just like of the best of the teams with the best five record, uh, mm-hmm. best five records in the West, understanding that they will likely all make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Which one of them do you think has the the highest chance of missing still? Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I just think that they could get run off the court still. Mm, I think that's that they're true. Really, they still play kind of old style basketball. Yeah, and so far they've been able to kind of force teams to play that way. I think as the season goes on and people get momentum, uh, it'll be tough to keep people slow. Okay. How about this similar question? Uh, do you think that there is there any team that stands out to you amongst these five? Yeah. That is like primed for a trade. Ooh, interesting. Something like, that, that something that could could drastically change their season. I could see the Nuggets doing it. Oh, really? Yeah, I could see because they they have a lot of good young pieces. Yeah, I could see them trying to trade for somebody a little more proven. I was wondering uh, if like, mm-hmm. so you know, there's there, there's been rumors forever about the Grizzlies trading Gasol yeah. Conley. Yeah, and that seemed like it was probably going to happen last year. It didn't. Mm-hmm. They're balling right now, but like we kind of said, they're they're not really playing a very current style of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's a shot that like now that these guys are back and healthy, yeah, that the team says, "Hey, we could actually get some value from it. like we don't see this team being a title contender in the next five no. to ten years with these guys. No. Like let's let's trade some of them. And this get might value. be this might be your last chance to do that too. Yeah, I don't know if you could do that next <clears throat> season or the season after, just and, given their age. Uh, yeah, and I think the Clippers have at least one guy, maybe two in like a contract year on expiring deals. I could see them yeah. maybe like getting a little antsy yeah. about free agency mm-hmm. and being like, oh man, we're going to have to pitch. We're going to have to pitch Kawhi mm-hmm. against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Okay, like he's told Toronto he's going to leave. Let's, let's, let's get a trade. Let's make a trade. Yeah. Uh, like, let's not leave it to chance. Let's not leave it to free agency. Like, let's get him in the building. Yeah. I'm making up Kawhi, right? But Right. Uh, I, wonder I, mean, if, I wonder if maybe a team like the Clippers would do something like that. They've got assets <clears throat> that could do that. Yeah, and they don't like, seem really tied to, to, their, to their guys particularly. No. Like, like, they've, they've got yeah. an interesting team. They've got a fun team. They've won nine yeah. of their last ten games. Yeah. Um, but, okay. No, I... Cool. Could be some movement there, yeah. but I think I think the Lakers deserve to be up there. I I think that we're uh, as good or better than every team above us uh, than, the, than the except for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I think that we could beat any of those teams on a on any given night. Yeah, and I would give us a shot in a in a seven game series against probably all of them except for the Warriors. I would be okay if the standings just stay the same because that would mean that it would be lakers thunder in the Ooh, first round that would be fun that'd be the best that'd be fun all right let's talk about uh upcoming games here yeah do you want to run us through them sure um uh, so right now we're playing against the suns yes um on wednesday the 5th of december we're going san antonio and then the bizarre move san antonio again why this has happened to us a couple times i think i know like, didn't I we, know what I think we played them like within two days of each other the last time too. It's it's weird. It seems like that the like the NBA isn't using a computer to schedule. <laughs> it's just like some guy with a piece of paper is like, and then the Lakers will play the Spurs. And like, uh oh. Then the Lakers will play the Spurs again. It's like bad Sudoku when Yeah. <laughs> when like you put a number in that you know isn't right, but you're like, yeah, but it's the only one I have left. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, uh, Grizzlies on the eighth. That'll be interesting. Uh, Miami. Uh, so this is uh, away for San Antonio and Memphis, and then to uh, Miami at home. Then we have a little road trip yeah. at Houston, at Charlotte, at Washington, at Brooklyn. Um, Wizards are a mess, so yes. I'm really hoping we crush them. Uh, Brooklyn should be fun because that'll be a really fast-paced game. Uh, yeah, uh, and then. Uh, Back home for New Orleans, uh, Grizzlies, away for Golden State and Sacramento, and then uh, Clippers and uh, Sacramento again to close out the year. I'm going to go to that last game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was talking to my dad, and we're like, should we go to the Grizzlies game or the Kings game? I'm like, Kings game. <laughs> King, King, Kings game for sure. <laughs> Maybe I should look at that. We're going to be in 
Southern California. Yeah, man. Let's go to the game together. Yeah, I'll look at tickets. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Um, so looking at this, yeah, we've got. I think it's actually like a almost like a dead even split. It's fifteen games, mm-hmm. and I think like seven are uh, seven are home, eight are away. So it's it's a pretty even split. Uh, we've got that little road trip in the middle, like you said. Um, like we've talked about, uh, or yeah, we're on pace to win 48 games. By the end of December, we will have played 37. And to keep pace to win 48, we'll need to win nine of these. All right. Do you think that's possible? Do you think nine and six is possible with this slate of games in December? Yes. Just looking at it right now. Yeah, I mean, there are only a few that I, I look as questionable. I think that Memphis is going to be questionable. we got two games against them. Mm-hmm. Golden State, obviously. Uh, Charlotte could bite us. Yep. Um, I think that most of the other teams, I mean, San Antonio, depending on coaching situation, like they might spank us uh, just in terms of strategy. But Well, it's tough we like got playing them two games in a row. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's kind of silly, but we've got LeBron, so yeah, That's I true. think we're gonna win ten. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I would say I think like I think we'll beat Phoenix. I think we'll beat San Antonio once. I think we'll yeah. beat Memphis one of the two times. Probably. I think we'll pound Miami again. Agreed. I would love for us to beat Houston. Kyle <clears throat> Kuzma, Kuzma's gonna go off against Houston. He always does. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Charlotte's gonna be a really tough one. Yeah. Um, but thankfully we've got Washington the next night on a back to back. And then I think we can beat Brooklyn. Uh, New Orleans is tough. I said we'd beat mm-hmm. Memphis once already. Golden State's going to be tough. This is um, our first time seeing Julius, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Ah, oh, I miss um, it. And I think that we'll win both the games against Sacramento. Yeah. And then, so that would be, that would be nine wins. Mm-hmm. So both games against Sacramento, once against Memphis, beating Brooklyn and Washington and Houston and Miami and San Antonio once and Phoenix. That would be nine wins. So mm-hmm. there's a path. Yeah. I think that's the most reasonable path there. Want to make any wild predictions about us winning all of these games? <laughs> no. We're, we're generally so bad on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we always lose on Christmas. But I think that the Warriors also aren't good on Christmas. Uh, will they have Steph? They should. He's back. He came back He's last back. night. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, last he, was, night. he was back last night. Gotcha. It's all over the Barry. He was in a car accident a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, and apparently it was actually like a pretty violent car accident. Like a car like like swerved like across four lanes and wow. swiped the front of his Panamera. Um, it was all over the news all day long. <laughs> it was insane. It, like it was you. It was like you would think that like that like Gandhi had been assassinated in the middle yeah. of Union Square of San Francisco the way they were covering yeah. this thing. It was insane. Uh, and my favorite thing was like, he was totally fine. Uh-huh. And it was just the poor guy like standing on the side of a freeway. It was pouring rain and his dad <laughs> was like coming to get him. And like the police were posing for photos with him. And, uh, like, you know, he's got his like busted up uh, car there. He's like trying to drive to practice. Mess. Warriors fans. Uh, well, thank you to all of our followers. Hopefully, uh, we do win all of these games. That'd be pretty sweet. Then we'd be in first place. Uh, pretty much a lock for first place if we went on a game run. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, please check out our podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and subscribe if you haven't already. And check us out on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. You'll find our links there. We're currently playing at Suns. Hopefully we can pull out a win there. I am taping it. Don't tell me what happened. I won't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I saw the first little bit of it, but I, I won't say anything. We want tacos. <laughs> Has that, is, that, is that still happening? I don't know. I haven't gone to a game yet this year. I think with like the crazy scoring in the league, yeah. is, do, you, do, do we still have to hold the other team to under 100, or is it just we have to score over 100 now? Both. Man, you have to that's hold them tough. under and score that's over. Re- that's, I thought that they had changed it a while back to we just had to score over 100. No, I think I think it's always kept the the defensive side of things. Jack in the Box is a balanced organization. Jack in the Box! <laughs> Jack in the Box. Oh, uh, man. I, I don't know if you've gotten to see uh, Spectrum Sportsnet. Uh, James Worthy does the postgame. 
Um, and have you seen the worthy clap? No. Oh my God, you are missing out. What is the worthy? I don't clap? know. I can't believe that we uh, saved this to the very end of the show. But it's this: he you roll sh- your rolls shoulders, kind of like a pterodactyl, roll in and then clap at the same time. So you have to check this out, like hashtag worthy clap. It's a people thing. Like if sub- I, you can find. It's a hashtag. Yeah. There's people are submitting their worthy claps now, and they're playing it on air. Does he? Yeah. Wait. But does he like if I were to clap? Yeah. This is how he claps every time. No, this this is it's like so. What he does is he gets down in a defensive stance. Okay. Slides left to right, rolls his shoulders, and then with like his his arms out like wings, he also kind of gets a like a really like good a cup, like a cup cupped. Okay. Yeah. Rolls his shoulders and puts it all the way in, and as as he finishes rolling his shoulders, he claps. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why is James Worthy broadcasting from a defensive stance? Because he wants he wants the Lakers <laughs> to play more defense. This is how this is why we're on a good defensive run. Wait, it's all wait, because wait, of the wait, Worthy wait, club. Wait, wait, wait. So he's sitting behind the like the table. The no, desk. he gets up. He, he gets up and he's wa- he's doing the crab uh, walk uh, around the studio as he's clapping like this. in the middle of the broadcast. He, that's the beginning of like every broadcast that we have a good defensive what? game. Worthy is crab walking oh around doing gosh. the clap. The fact that I can't watch these games because I'm in the Bay Area is kill- or this this uh, spectrum coverage is killing me now. Well, get ready because you're coming down to San Diego. We're gonna watch some worthy clap. That's it's gonna true. happen. I can't. I can't wait. It'll be awesome. It's, that's, it's, that's amazing. It's, He's out the, there crab walking around the set. Yeah, and then and then you have Robert Ori with his giant hands and all of his rings. I okay. So this is table. cool because I used to think that the spectrum coverage was super boring. Oh, it's good. It seemed to me like the the qualification for being on the like the pre or post game team yeah. Yeah. was like, do you have uh like is your vocal range like two octaves below the human standard deviation, uh-huh. such that it's hard to hear you on television, <laughs> and are you a low energy human, <laughs> and do you wear oversized suit jackets? Like those used to be the three things, and if the answer to that was yes, then it was like, come on board. Well, we, we've we've. Uh, gone through the rookie years, <laughs> and Antoine Jameson is no longer. It's true. Those were the. Uh, those were the. What did it used to be called? It was before it was Spectrum. It was. Uh, FS West, Fox Sports West. No, but there was there was something in between. There was like oh the Time Warner uh, Sports. Yeah, Time Warner know. Sportsnet or whatever. Those yeah. were the Time Warner Sportsnet. Days. Yeah, those weren't good. So. They rebranded. Or Comcast Sportsnet or something like that. I don't. It's it's. Uh, it's a lot better now. All right, I gotta go. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend is texting me if I want to get a burrito, so I have to have to head out. You get that burrito. To get that burrito, and then come back watch the game. <laughs> All right, have fun. Life's not life is not too bad. <laughs> See ya. Take care, Jacob.